So on this episode of the podcast, I will be speaking to the representatives of the three fans who are in contention for the Champions League football. So I'll be speaking to a Leicester City fan, I'll be speaking to a Chelsea fan and a Liverpool fan. Um, So hopefully you enjoy this episode and listen to more. And yeah, listen and thank you and thank you for all the support and hope you enjoy. and I am joined with the Anfield Raps, John Gibbons. So thanks for joining, John. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Really good to have you on. So um, so obviously this is all about Liverpool. So um, we're obviously going to start off by saying after last season, after having a boss season, winning the league, what were your expectations coming into Liverpool's season? Yeah, I thought we were favourites to do it again. Obviously, I knew it'd be tough. I thought City... You know, we'll be back likely, but I thought Liverpool had the strongest team, strongest squad. Thought we bought well in the summer. So, yeah, I was fully expecting more of the same. And obviously, in around November, December, uh, it was looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, when obviously the fourth game of the season, seventh, we lost Van Dijk. Um, so, did you think obviously losing Van Dijk then we were, it was going to have an effect on Liverpool's title challenge? Yeah, I did. I did because he's he's such a big player for us, and and when he came in, he, he trans transformed our defence, didn't he? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was, you know, conscious as we all were, you know, what a big impact he had on the team, you know, what a big presence he was, and what a great player. Um, but you know, I thought maybe well, you know, I I really like Joe Gomez, you know, John Matip has had you know good games for us as well. So, I was hoping that we'd be sort of be able to ride through it, but obviously. When we started losing the others as well, then it got a little more, a little bit more difficult. Yeah, and obviously then we ended up losing Gomez. So when we lost Van Dijk and Gomez both, did you did you feel like we also lost Henderson and Fabinho because they started ended up after playing defence and playing out of position? Yeah, that's it. It wasn't it, and you know I understand why you dropped them back because you know didn't necessarily feel the. You know, we could rely on the younger players too much at that stage. So, I could understand why he did it. Uh, for being, you know, we've seen a bit at, at, at centre-half before. Um, so, you know, you, you didn't mind, you know, the odd game of him there. But playing every week, you know, took stuff out of our midfield. And then, obviously, when Henderson was having to drop back as well. So, it did take a lot out, especially as as, as Thiago was, was still finding his feet, really. Um, and and you know it, he could have done with at least one of them sort of alongside him a bit more permanently. Obviously, Kais is you know someone season who's, who's never really got going either. And uh, and Milner, you know, he's he's had some injuries this year too. So it did feel like the the midfield options were were weren't as as strong as they could have been either. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, this season has just been riddled with injuries, and us. I don't think anyone. Would ever could ever dream of how many injuries that Liverpool have had this season, and even to find the position that we're in with the amount of injuries is which is actually quite a good position that we find ourselves in at the moment, especially with the amount of injuries that we've got. Yeah, they've, they've done all right, haven't they? Especially sort of last few weeks, you know, to sort of claw it back. I thought about a month or so ago that it that it was gone really, but you know they've they've put it together a decent run of form. It's it's quite a few unbeaten now. I think seven or eight unbeaten in the league and, and, and only two of them draws. So, you know, they've put a, de- a decent run together and, you know, they've, they've got that bit of belief back. They've got that bit of steel back and, you know, determination to, to, to try the best to sort of get that top four position. So it's not done yet. A couple of games left, obviously, but 
you know, we're in a much healthier position than 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 I thought we were going to be a month or so ago. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, we were saying actually about at Christmas time, look like Liverpool were going to go and challenge for the title and didn't. And obviously, look like Van Dijk's injury weren't affecting us too much. So, what really, what was the main the drop off? Because the form we went from first to about eighth in about two or three months. Yeah, I think it was it was accumulation of of injuries that you know that meant that even that you know the people who, who you were looking to step in and do a job even even they were gone and and so you know as you said, Joe, we we cope with the, the the Van Dijk injury okay, but then you know when the others who were due to fill in for him started going down, I think they did start to feel a little bit sorry for themselves as well. You know a bit a bit they could have maybe sort of cope with. You know everything a little bit better than he did. I thought you know it was a tough time for the manager as well. We can't forget with with what he was going through, and and I think that was sort of taking its its toll on him really. And he's such a leader of of, of men. Is he's a leader of the squad? Well, he's the leader of all of us really, isn't he? We all follow Jurgen, and so you know I think I think that sort of you know just just the whole the whole thing, the whole situation, the whole idea that it was just one one thing after another. I think I think put them on a bit of a downer really, but they've they've sprung back. You know they've 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 got some form going. They've certainly got some results going, and, and that's credit to them, really. Yeah. Also, with with the two fullbacks as well. Do you, obviously, do you think that also had an effect on Sent and Robert? Because usually with Van Dijk and Gomez, we've been in a safe pair of hands in defence, and they could go up the pitch freely. But because of the inexperience in defence, that they've had to, to drop back more, and we haven't had that attack and flow really out of the two fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's been harder for them because they've had to cover more, you know, and, and they've had to, you know, have a bit more concern for, for what's going on at Centre Half than, than we normally do. You know, it's 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 you know, normally it's it's a bit of a joy for them, isn't it? Because if you've got defenders of the quality of Van Dyke and Gomez, you know, you can leave them one on one and you know they're gonna win the battles with, with someone like Phillips or, or Reese Williams. You know, they need a little bit more support. And so it has it has taken their effect. But I think Trent especially has, has been excellent the last few weeks that he seems to have got, you know, the balance a little bit better. You know, he, he still manages to get forward. He's, but, you know, you saw last night against West Brom a couple of really good covering runs to, to, to sniff out danger. So he seems to have got the balance, particularly Trent at the moment. Obviously, you know, the assists are coming as well. So it's great. Yeah, and obviously the state the season itself has just been strange from winning the league to battling for top four injuries, the European Super League, and and then Allison scoring, which has just been a mad mad season in general. Uh, so what do you think um, the mad the mad maddest part about the season in general has been for the pool season? I mean, well, you know, just the the fact that you know we're already going back. You know, crowds in, in grounds this week is 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 mad because you know we thought it'd be, you know, start of the season. Really, we were all going to be back in. Obviously, you know, the football got um, got called off. You know, back all the way back last March, and and you know, then they brought it back. But we thought it was just going to be till the end of the season, really, with with no fans and and start again next. But that obviously didn't work. You know, a few lucky ones managed to get in December, but then that was sort of all off again. So. You know, I think we expected to be, you know, full full grounds and everything by now and, and back to normal, but that hasn't happened. And, you know, obviously that's, 
you know, affected every team to, to some degree because everyone likes the home support. But I think for Liverpool, when, you know, our, our atmosphere is obviously a famous one and, and you know, the, the togetherness we've had and that home record that we've got off the back of it, I think, you know, it has, it's been tough for the players and, and you see that in the results, particularly those six losses in a row. And so I think that, the, the, you know, in many ways, the strangest thing is, um, is, is that, They've, they've, you know, we've not been able to get in there and support them because that's what you want to do as a fan. You want to be in there and helping them out when they're struggling and or celebrating, you know, when they're doing well. And we haven't been able to do either of those, and that's been hard. Yeah, and also what you're saying there with the fans, obviously the fans give all the players a, a bit of a lift as well. And with the fans, we always seem to, when we seem to be down or losing, the, the fans are roaring everything, the passion just seems to get the players going and obviously we haven't had that, unfortunately we haven't had that this season due to the due to the virus. Yeah, exactly and you know, you want to be there as much during the tough times as the good ones, you know, I'd have loved to have been in the stadium when they lifted the trophy for example, but I'd also love to be in the stadium when they were struggling a little bit and you want to help them out or, or when, you know, it's 10 minutes to go and we need a goal and, and you know, you want to sort of you know, lend your support and, and, and get behind them. And so it's been just as, as difficult when they've been struggling as it has been, you know, when, when you know, they were doing really well and, and he wants to sort of, you know, see it all and experience it. Yeah, and obviously, like the Real Madrid, the Real Madrid game, for example, that home leg when we were team on down. Say if the fans were in, I reckon we could have probably turned it around because of the momentum of the fans. Like, say, like for example, the Barcelona game, we were 3-0 down and came back to 4-0. But I reckon... We could have done something similar, maybe if we had fans in for the Madrid game, but unfortunately, it's a nil-nil draw. Um, obviously, the final few games now are on to Burnley and then Crystal Palace on the final day. So, what are you expecting Liverpool to do in them final two games to try and push for that top four? I mean, I think they'll they'll have in the head that they need to win both games. Obviously, we don't know that that's definitely true because other teams might slip up, but I don't think you can necessarily rely on that. I mean, listen, we know at least one team, well, at least one team, yeah, is going to drop points tomorrow because they play each other. But after that, it all goes down to the last day. And I think you just want to be in, in pole position. So, you know, if we can win our game on Wednesday, then, you know, we should go into the last game knowing that if we do win, then then we're all fine. And, and so that's what I'm hoping for. Um and that's what the team will, will be hoping for as well. Uh, Burnley's not an easy place to go to, of course, especially with with um, you know some defenders who who maybe aren't as experienced because you know the 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 wily <laughs> forwards that they've got. <laughs> but um, but but we've just got to give it our best. We've got to protect them, and we've got to make sure that we're causing their defenders more problems than we're they're causing us. Yeah, exactly. Um... Obviously, the West Brom game last night, the two on the Al- uh, Hallison goal, um, it seemed like on the Anfield app Twitter that everyone was um, was enjoying it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, that that is fair to say, mate. We were fair to say we did enjoy it. it we've we've been lucky really um, this season, Joe, because um, because you know it's 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 our work now with the Anfield app, and we've managed to turn. You know, we started off like you, just just thinking it'd be fun to do a podcast, and we've managed to turn it into our job. So. So that's nice, and so so we've got a, a good little setup in, in work, you know that, that it means a few of us can sort of watch it together, and and we can do you know the hot mics during the game, and then and then the, the post match stuff after all together, and 
you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate to have that really because I know that most people, you know, are having to sort of watch games on their own, you know, with the families, you know, or, or, or even, you know, on their own if they live on their own. And so it's been, it's been, it's been nice for us and, and we've, you know, appreciated it. But, you know, certainly for late winners like Sunday, you want to be celebrating those, you know, <laughs> with other people, don't you? And, and yeah, I, I'd pretty much given up, but luckily Ali hadn't. And, you know, it's a it's a great header and it was a great let off in in our offices. Uh, yeah, everyone everyone in the world seen now. <laughs> yeah, even I've obviously I was asking for for this show to so a Chelsea fan, and even this Chelsea fan I'm about to get on and in a few days was was even celebrating the Allison goal. Even I just don't think the whole the whole country. That's on the goal to score. At. Well, it's so unusual, um, isn't it? So obviously, going um, Liverpool on the last wall. Okay. Oh, sorry, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. Don't know what happened there. Um, so I was saying with the final with the Chelsea and Leicester game coming up. Um, on is it tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, tomorrow um, night. Which? Oh, for, for, Hello. Hello. Oh, there we go. Um, so saying with the Chelsea and Leicester game coming up tomorrow, um, with which team would you realistically like to slip up? Because I believe if Chelsea don't get top four, but they win the Champions League, then Liverpool get fourth, but wouldn't get Euro. Would but would get Europa League. So which team would you like out of them two? I think we'll just have to wait and see, really. You know, I think back in there, but back again. Um, so I was saying before the the podcast disconnected. Um, the Chelsea and Leicester games coming up tomorrow. Um, with the um, obviously, which team realistically would you like to slip up to them too? Because with Chelsea and Leicester game, if Chelsea slip up and don't get top four, um, and they win the Champions League, Liverpool would finish fourth, but wouldn't get. Wouldn't get Champions League to get Europa League, wouldn't he? So would it, would you realistically would like Leicester to slip up instead of Chelsea? I think it's you know we just have to sort of wait and see, wait and see you know what happens in that game. Really, you know we know that if we win our games, you know we, we, we should be fine. I think so. I think you know um, Leicester. It'd be nice to see Leicester as well get top four because I think they've you know they've it's harder for them, is it? They haven't got quite as much money as the others, and you know they've. They, they, they drift, drifted out last year and that was sort of a shame for them. So I think, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably like to see, you know, prefer to see, you know, them sort of, you know, get in there. But, you know, just, I mean, Liverpool can still get third if they, if they, if, you know, if uh, if everything goes our way. So we'll see. Just, so I think just, just win our games and, and see where that takes us. Yeah, I was obviously. So, um, so obviously we get Champions League with the season and all the injuries and everything that we've had. Would that would you would that be seen as an as as a success for Liverpool? I think it's it's enough to to say okay they've done the best this year and if they can get top four getting well getting getting the Champions League then we can say well you know we've we can sort of you know move on from this season and and you know and attack the next one. Obviously, if they end up in the Europa League, then it becomes a bit harder. You know to to attract maybe the players they want or to have the you know the the, the finances that you know that that you need to to go out and buy them. So I think you know you you want to say a successful side or successful season. Sorry for this Liverpool team is is winning things. Um, 
But, you know, I think with everything that's been thrown at them, I think if they did get Champions League, then I think, you know, you'd say, OK, you know, we've, we've done our best with a bad situation and, and move on to next year and, and hopefully do much better. Yeah, and no, would you like, obviously, the transfers, like there's some positions that we've been struggling in this season, obviously defence, but we've got the lads, Van Dijk and Gomez and all the lads coming back. But up front really has been quite a, also quite an issue. We haven't been really scoring as, um, as much goals and... Um, Teams like players like Wijnaldum and like Mane are just not really being performing to the level as late. So obviously there's obviously been links for a while that Wijnaldum is gonna go with the contract his contract talk. He's not gonna sign a new one. But but Mane, is it just do you think it's just a dip in form or is it do you think he just doesn't doesn't really want to play for Liverpool? I hope it's just a dip in form, you know, and, and if it is that can happen, you know, especially you know, with everything that's happened with Liverpool this year and with with no crowds, you know, and, and you know, I think a lot of these players are from different countries as well and haven't necessarily been able to go back or or kind of have people come and visit them. So, you know, it's, it, it might be sort of, you know, it's quite a strange experience for, for all of us, really. And, and so I'm hoping it's just a bit of a dip uh, and, we'll, and we'll see um, Sadio Mane back to his best next season. Mm. And obviously, if we get champ, I mean, in my opinion, if we get Europa League or the, even if worse comes to worse, the Europa Conference League, um, we should. I think Liverpool with the squad we have should easily win that, unless players leave because of the competition. But if we get Champions League, would that be a, another aim for Liverpool next season? Yeah, I think. Well, I don't think next season. I think they want to be challenging for the title again, and I don't see why they can't. You know, with it, with it, with. The, you know, maybe one or two good signings and with people coming back fit. I mean, obviously, you know, the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez have been injured for for, for so long that you can't necessarily be sure that, you know, they'll be back firing and back to the best, you know, come the start of the season. It might take a little bit longer. So so we'll see. But I think, you know, if if, if we can get a lot more back fit, you know, Henderson as well, and, and we can buy one or two good players, I don't see any reason, especially with you know, crowds back on the cop and all that, why we can't um why we can't have another title challenge next season and be back here right at the top and uh, going to Toad City again. Yeah, with obviously the right signs as well. So um thanks for coming on the podcast today, John. So everyone who's watching, go and check out the Anfield App Boss podcast, go and subscribe and thanks for joining show John. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Speak to another Liverpool fan sign joined by Craig Cannon from the Anfield app. So, um, thanks for joining the show, Craig. No worries, Joseph. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. So, talk, start off talking about... So, Liverpool, obviously, last season, what, they won the league 99 points um, and basically won it with about seven games to go. Obviously, unfortunately, in the middle of a pandemic, so we couldn't actually go to see them lift the league. Um, so, what were, your, were your, what were your expectations coming into Liverpool's season this time around? I think I think off the back of uh, obviously winning the first league in 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 thirty years and and winning at a, a canter like you mentioned there I think our expectations were all to to go again really to to win another league to to go as far into the to the European Cup um, as possible as well um, you know I, I think you, we we all waited so long we all waited our whole lifetimes for for Liverpool to win the league and. You find out that once you win one, actually, that just doesn't settle it for you. You want more. You want you want another one. You become greedy as a football fan, don't you? And yeah. especially given the circumstances where we weren't able to 
um, you know, we weren't able to be in the ground or we weren't able to be with, um, you know, our mates or, um, you know, celebrate in the way that we normally would have. I think we all started the season thinking, well, you know, if we can win it, there'll be fans in the ground this time round and we'll be able to have a parade and uh, we'll be able to celebrate a property. So, yeah, without a doubt at the beginning of the season, it was it was win it again, do it again, more success. Uh, and it hasn't really panned out that way, has it? No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah. And obviously a big thing for Liverpool as well is the, the uh, fans that lift them as well. They give give them momentum to go. And obviously we've seen with like a couple of games Liverpool have came back and ended up winning. We've won quite a lot, won quite a lot of games with the fans in the ground. So it's just it's not been it's obviously that it's not been the same Liverpool without the fans. Obviously injuries having else, which was which is swiftly moving on. Um obviously the fourth game of the season, um to where the Van Dyke injury in against Everton, um, did you think when the, that the Van Dyke injury happened, did you did you think that the tight the title race was like maybe might be out of our hands? I think I think it probably crept into all of our minds. I think that that game, just the the whole manner of the game, really, and that we lose Van Dyke, the VAR, you know, uh, prevents us from getting the last minute winner against them. Um, all of those things going against us in that game made just sort of worry a little bit I think but I think the, the the performance in that game even when Van Dijk went off um, I think was really good it was probably our, our best at Goodison and so there was still cause for optimism you know we felt hard done by by the VAR because it was it was mad and we felt um, you know we 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 were obviously worried about the Van Dijk injury and um, I don't I don't know that we believed that it would be just as bad as as you know or he'd be out for just as long as he has been and that he was able to walk off and usually with ACL you know they're getting stretchered but um, I think I think we I think even sort of after that game really the the, the games in the immediate aftermath of the Everton game I think we do quite well um, like we go on a little bit of a run and and obviously by Christmas we're still you know we're we're top of the league at Christmas and uh, the fans that sorry the players are you know up against adversity and up against you know the fact that we keep losing defenders and and, and injuries at that point but still still by Christmas had managed to um, you know to to stay up there and. Um yes, yeah, since then it's been it's been a difficult one, hasn't it? Yeah, second half of the season has been great. And like I was gonna say, with obviously after just after Van Dyke, probably a couple of days after we lost Gomez, that was like our entire pairing at the back, our entire centre back usual partnership has gone. So with obviously with them two gone, does it feel like we lost two other players in Fabinho and Anderson because they had to drop back more, didn't they? Oh, definitely, mate. I think I, I think Klopp said in one of his press conferences, didn't he, that um, losing your defenders is like getting shot in the legs, and then having to move your midfielders into defence is like getting shot in the spine because, you, like you say, you're you're miss you're losing them in the areas that you know they can affect the the result and and you know make a positive impact on the team and. Um, that was certainly the case with Fabinho. We've seen recently when when he has sort of chanced it and moved Fabinho back into midfield. We've seen when him and Thiago are together, you're getting the best Thiago. And whenever uh, Fabinho's in there, it just allows Thiago to to do all of the things that we bought him for, rather than the dirty work. And um, and so that's that that that's definitely the case. I think that I think the Gomez. You know, we we all think about Van Dijk first and foremost, and everyone mentions Van Dijk because he's. You know, he was the best centre back in the world. But um, losing Gomez and Matip as well is just, you know, that's 
that has what's that has been what's derailed our season really because that's just that's every centre back that we had and and then suddenly you're having to use Fabinho at centre back and uh, yeah you're right look we imagine Fabinho in, in in centre midfield the whole of the season with with Gomez and Matip behind we we wouldn't be in we wouldn't be fighting for top four I don't think um, you know we'd certainly be higher up the table and. Um, yeah, I think we just need to pray really that that, that Van Dijk and Gomez both come back safely and, and Matip, you know, they come back into pre-season and it's great news that Van Dijk's not going to the Euros as well because he can concentrate on uh, getting back on the pitch for Liverpool. Yeah, but obviously the thing with Van Dijk saying he was not going to go to the Euros was kind of a big thing for Liverpool who want to focus on coming back for the season season coming up. Um, obviously, also with the losing the two defenders and obviously the inexperience at the back, like either playing the two midfielders or um, Nath Phillips or Reese Williams, who literally have no experience, it sort of had an effect on uh, the two full-backs, Trent and Robert, because they they usually with Van Dijk and Gomez, you'd have more stability at the back and they could push up the pitch more freely, but they've had to drop back more this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that when in the past, when Liverpool have been brilliant under Klopp, one of the things that's been said is that they're like this well-oiled machine, that every every sort of cog in the machine is is working together and that they're better than the sum of its parts. And, you know, when you when you lose one of those parts in the machine, or you lose two and you lose three of them, suddenly that, you know, it's 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 that's when we run into problems. And you know, I think like I think Trent's come under a lot of unfair criticism this season. I think um, you know, in January, February time, he had a difficult time, but I think the whole team had a had a difficult time. We were losing continually at Anfield. We couldn't see any rhythm or anything positive to, to sort of hang our hat on. And um but I think it, particularly since he, since him being dropped by England, I think we've we've seen this like we've seen Trent reinvigorated and we've seen him you know brilliant going forward obviously, but you know really good defensively as well. And I think that's something that's like uh, this season's been leveled at Trent that you know he isn't he isn't great you know going back and he and he's and he and he's only there to attack. But um, you know like you say when you when when he's having to play alongside Phillips and and Reese Williams and. You know, these are two young lads who have no experience, and he's having to look after them as well. Um, you know that can imp- that can only impact on on his own performance. But I think during the season and towards the end of the season, now he's worked out um, how to do that effectively. He's worked out how to impact the team going forward and to look after those um, you know the inexperienced centre backs at the back. And um, you know, it's a, it'll be a brilliant learning curve for Trent, but. You know he's only twenty two and like he's shown le- these leadership qualities, isn't he? He just looks he looks brilliant at the moment, and you know fingers crossed when the uh, the new season starts, we'll have Van Dyke. We'll maybe have a new centre back like Kanate or someone like that uh, in there, and and you know Trent will improve even more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, he was saying about Trent. Then obviously, since uh, since about yeah, since he got dropped from the England squad, he's. Obviously, apart from the mistake against Real Madrid, he's he's probably been one of Liverpool's most consistent performers, which is it's just good to see. Good, like a local lad, gelling into the team and playing well. Um, then obviously you saying a Christmas about Christmas time, Liverpool top of the league. So obviously, would you say the the injuries started to kick in a bit more? Then obviously because Liverpool went on a real, really bad run. Obviously, the six games at Anfield lost and just weren't really winning games. Yeah, I think I I remember Matip getting injured against Spurs uh, just after Christmas, and um, like that had come at a time when Liverpool had drawn against West Brom, they drawn against Newcastle, um, and you know they weren't 
they weren't taking their chances in those two games. Um, and but then, but they had Matip to sort of sure things up at the back, and that's what got them the draws. But then, you know, suddenly you see Matip um, go off injured, and, and that's you down to you know your absolute bare bones. Henderson as well goes into centre back, gets injured against Everton, and it's just you know it's 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 a nightmare really. And I think that. You know, at Christmas time, we were all dead excited. We were all thinking that there's an opportunity here for number 20 to win the league again. Those two draws after Christmas, you know, a- a- affected things. But then it's it's after that when the heads started to really drop and they lose Matip and, you know, suddenly they lose the, um, you know, the, the record at Anfield and Burnley beat them. And then it's, and, and then after that, it's a, it's a confidence thing. It's just, it, it looked inevitable, didn't it? Like, I don't know about you, but like at that around that time, we're sitting down to watch matches. Liverpool play at Anfield and we're used to them just winning, winning, winning. And we're sitting down thinking, well, you know, I don't fancy us today. I think, you know, I think we might get beaten. You think about it now, it seems mad that they lost six games in a row at Anfield, doesn't it? But um, yeah. obviously the, the, the their form recently has been much better, but it's that sort of period that affected the whole season and affected our, um, you know, our title push. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, what did you say in there? Literally, six, what was it, 68 games unbeaten at Anfield, and then six in a row. It's just, you, it's just not really expected. And obviously, the last defeat was 2017, and obviously now we've got six defeats at home. But the Villa game, when you went when we went 1-0 down at home, when Ollie Watkins scored, you think, were you thinking that that could be number seven? Because Liverpool had not really been good at coming back from 1-0 down. Definitely. I think we all had that same feeling that we'd had those six games, didn't we? Like, you know, you're, it's just that worry and dread and um, and and just the fact that, you know, Liverpool, you know, we, 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 we hadn't seen them score loads of goals, had we? We hadn't seen them sort of blow anyone away um, at that stage. And you felt as if they were still trying to find that confidence, build up that mentality that's, you know, saw them go so long without getting beat at Anfield. But, um, was so fragile because they've been beaten so often um, in, in in the period leading up to those games. But um, I mean, that Trent goal at the end was like that felt massive for me at the time because it felt like one of those moments that we haven't had loads of this season where you're up off your seat, properly cheering in your living room, uh, yeah. and it felt like it should it felt like it should mean something, didn't it? And then um, you know, obviously, like Liverpool, the the they're still a little bit inconsistent at that time, aren't they? And um, you know, I think I think it's one of those now where you know if Liverpool are able to scrape um, top four, at least we can we can all look back on this season and see it as a bit of a mad one and see as a bit see it as something that you know a, a season where we had we were up against so much and that um, and and that we've managed to come through it. But yeah, you're right. I I was just looking at the fixtures there and the 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 Villa game came after the Real Madrid game and I think that was. I think if if we'd have if we would have been beaten by Real Madrid in the first leg and then drawn with Villa at home, it just felt disastrous. And obviously, we don't make it through in the in the, in the Champions League against Real Madrid, but it just would have felt like a bit of a sort of season ender, really. Um, and especially off the back of it coming after the the Arsenal game where we beaten them three 0 because that felt like that felt like one of those ones where it's like right here we go, here's Liverpool again, they're back. You know, Jota coming back and scoring. You know, there's a bit of positivity and. Um, you know, it was it was imperative that Liverpool um, scored that late winner. Yeah, and obviously it kick-started quite a good, obviously quite a good run from Liverpool now, obviously unbeaten in like seven or eight games now. But obviously we were, we're going on a bit of momentum for three, three wins. Obviously it looked dead and buried after the six, 
That's a six defeat at home. Look, inevitable that Liverpool ain't gonna qualify for the Champions League. And then and, uh, look, went on a bit of a win and run. You're like, all right, could come back into contention. And then the Leeds and Newcastle game happened two draws in a row. So, what were your thoughts after that? Were you thinking top four might might be a bit of a stretch? I uh, honestly, after the after after the Leeds game, I wasn't. Um, I still felt as if there was there was enough games to go. There was, I think, there was six games after that, and um, you know, I still I still felt as if you know something could happen. I, I didn't think it was as bad or, uh, as bad a result as as you know it was being made out because Leeds have you know Leeds have done really well this season, and we've 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 seen them. I think they're eighth at the moment, um, and I think it was just the manner of the fact that they scored so you know so late, and it was the way Liverpool hadn't taken their chances again. It just sort of felt like uh, like it embodied what had happened throughout the whole of the season, really, that just Liverpool can't take their chances uh, and then there's a late equaliser. And then for that to happen again a few days later against Newcastle, that's when I felt I was like, ah, oh, this is never happening now because just the way that they hadn't learned their lesson that the VAR chops off the, the Newcastle goal and you think, oh, happy days, we've got away with one here. And then... And then, and then they go up and score score immediately. But um, like you say, the last three games have have been wins, and and the 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 last three sort of game weeks have have seen um, you know seen results go our way. And that Arsenal beat Chelsea last week, and and Leicester have dropped points here and there. And um, you know it's given us it's given us massive hope. Liverpool win the next two games will be you know we should be in the Champions League, and that's you know that didn't feel like it it would be the case a few weeks ago. Yeah, obviously the see this season's just been like absolutely crazy. From going on to win the title to challenging for top four, the obviously the European Super League, and then Allison scoring last bloody on Sunday <laughs> was just absolutely nuts. And I was looking on the Anfield app and I seen everyone's reaction, and I seen that everyone was enjoying it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we watched the match in um, we watched the match in our in our office, and it's split into two uh, two rooms because of COVID. And um, there's a video going around um, where I think it's Gibbo and Neil, and they're they're commentating on the game. And then uh, Neil says Neil says, "Oh, Allison's up, the goalkeeper's up." Allison's up, and then he just—they all just go mad because Allison scored the winner. And RTV in the the other room is 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 a couple of minutes behind. I mean, we didn't hear any of their celebrations, but um, one of the lads on his—he's he's got a watch that uh, one of those Apple watches, and it flashed up Allison. And so there was like he he said, "Oh, sh-, you know," he he was he was worried. He was like, "Well, what's what's happened here? Is it like?" You know, was is it apparently like because the last thing you'd think is that it's going to be Allison scoring the goal, and then obviously he scores, and we, we you know, we're just. I think it was is it was just like it's one of those things that you've just never seen in football. Like imagine you're playing FIFA and you send your you send your keeper up and you score. You'd just say that's just FIFA doing that. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't believe that it's something uh, something that would happen in real life, would you? So. Um, like what? What? What were you like when did you were you watching that at home or how did you celebrate it? Honestly, well, honestly, the first obviously the my telly's on time. So when he went up for the corner, it was like obviously Liverpool's set pieces of we haven't scored quite a lot. So I was like, oh, Allison's come up, nothing's gonna happen. Exactly. My first reaction because he ran forward, I didn't know Allison. I thought at first that Nat Phillips had scored it because he ran across <laughs> the cross. And then when I seen Allison, I was like, oh, what on earth has just happened? <laughs> and then he's crying on the floor. I was like, oh my God, the keeper's actually just, I've never seen nothing like this. No. <laughs> Honestly, 
Absolutely no, not. Like, like it, it's mad to think that Liverpool is what nearly 130 years old and um and no keepers ever scored for them. It's just like it's insane and for him to, you know, for him to score a header that's in the last minute that wins the game that that keeps Liverpool's Champions League dreams alive for next season is just is madness. Like, um, I know there's been keepers that have scored in the past. Like, I think if um. There's Tim Howard scoring for forever, and where it's like it, he just boots it from his own box, but it's the wind that carries it over the other keeper. And there's there's a couple of other like examples of it, but it's never like a proper like bullet header. Or it's never a winner either. It's always you know it's always a consolation or a bit of a freak goal. So for this to happen and for it to happen to Allison as well after like the difficult year he's had was just um it was just brilliant, wasn't it? So like yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, the same as both of us, I'd imagine Liverpool fans like all over just going like absolutely mad in their living rooms when that went in, just out of complete disbelief that the that the goalkeeper had scored. Yeah, exactly. I was always looking at a few reactions. I was like the Red Men TV, obviously have your uh, like James Devons. I seen like oh, <laughs> it was mad. But honestly, I was like, it just looked like it was it was never gonna be Allison. Obviously, if you see see Allison pop, you just you think hard that he's given a penalty away or he's been booked now, not ever like a goal or not. And so, and obviously, the year he's had, I'm, I'm made up for him because obviously, as well as him, with Jürgen Klopp as well, he's both lost two important figures in their life the mum and the dad. So, it was just nice to see, it was nice to see Alisson score after the year he had. And obviously, the this post match interview at the end, which was just, just amazing to see, and obviously, quite emotional as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it was um, like it was you were dead happy to sort of see him again talk because I know one of the things he said on the interview was that he hasn't been able to because of, you know, because of being too difficult and like him um, um, saying saying thank you to, to the the opposition players and stuff like that, that text him was, was really nice. But yeah, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, could it? And it couldn't have happened to like a, a more deserving footballer as well. And um. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, well, against Burnley, if um, you know, if it's one one and like Liverpool are needing the goalie on, like how how early can you send the goalkeeper up to try and try and head the ball in the net again? Because like, you know, it's gonna get earlier, isn't it? Because we all know he can score them now. And like, I'm also I'm I'm also thinking is if it is one one against Burnley and Liverpool need the goal, like. Imagine you're a imagine you're a Burnley defender and you see Allison coming up. You're you're gonna be a bit worried now, aren't you? Because usually goalkeepers are like a decoy or they're they're thrown up just to sort of like cause a bit of madness, just being on their body for for the defenders to 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 try and mark. But not Allison. He's he's scoring bullet headers, isn't he? So um, yeah, it was an unbelievable moment in the season. Yeah, you think he was a bloody centre back with the other day? Yeah, you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, honestly, Klopp, and Klopp in Klopp's interview as well. He was like in the LS on LSV TV. He said he could you couldn't meet a nicer guy. Obviously, one of the nicest fellas you've ever met. So it was just nice for both of them, really, because they both had difficult years. Yeah, yeah, it was, and them, them, get, you know, him getting a big Klopp hug at the end, and um, and and Klopp having all the nice things to say about him was was brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, think, fingers crossed now that Liverpool can get these next two wins, and and it can mean something that you know we we haven't had a season where we're winning another league, or we haven't had a season where um you know we're we're winning the European Cup like we have the past few. But um, 
but at least you know winning sorry getting top four um with everything that we've been up against this season would be a big achievement and uh, and it would mean then that we can you know we'll always be able to in like 20 years time talk about the time that we we saw we saw Liverpool's goalkeeper score a last minute winner to to get Liverpool into the European Cup that would just be amazing <laughs> yeah. like we would actually it's just mad it's just mental really mental moments in the season obviously for Liverpool, obviously, the see we we talk about the season has not been good. No, no, obviously, parts Liverpool couldn't help. But yeah, um, if Liverpool got top four, would you class that as a successful season due to the circumstances? I I reckon so. I I think the fact that at times this season we've we've thought we weren't going to get it. I think that I, I think that means that you know the fact that we. It, it'll go to the last game of the season and, and hopefully Liverpool do it. I think if they do do it, I think we, we can see it as being a success. It's not the success that we, we dreamed of and it's not the success that we've been sort of used to over the past couple of seasons. But in the context of, you know, all of the injuries, losing Van Dijk, because, you, you know, when you think back to a couple of seasons ago, you know, opposition fans would, would say on the regular, they'd say that, you know, without Van Dijk, you'd be nothing. And, when when Van Dyke was injured, there was a part of me that thought, you know what, we'll show them here. We'll we'll be able to show them that actually, you know, Liverpool's squad uh, is much better than everyone thinks, and that you know it's not just Van Dyke being there. It's you know we've got Allison, we've got Fabinho, we've now got Thiago, we've got Salah, all of these you know brilliant world class players. But um, you know, just the the fact that we lost so many defenders and the fact that. Um, even even things like Allison, like you know, things that Allison and and the manager have had to go through, it's it's made it even more difficult on a personal level for the players. So, uh, I'd say as I'd say as it's uh, it's a success. I'm 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 happy with it if if we manage to do it. What what do you think? Because I know, like I'm sure you were the same at the start of the season, thinking you no, know, we can win the league again, and and now obviously that's not going to happen, and it's you know it's top four is not what we sort of hope, but. Um, do you think it's a success? Are you are you going to be happy happy with it? Yeah, I, I really, I'd be I'd be made up. obviously circumstances, injuries, like just what the fans have been through, what the players have been through. Obviously, the European Super League for the fans, the, the personal losses for like the uh, Klopp and all and all that, the injuries. It'd be also yeah, every single Liverpool fan would be like, we can go and challenge for the Champions League, go and challenge for the the title, and um, obviously at Christmas it looked like we might might be able to. And it was like yeah, but. Like could do this, but as, as the injury started to pile up, you started to feel like we were gonna. We, you you could tell Liverpool. It all in my eyes, we were gonna we gonna start to slip away a bit, and obviously in the end we have, and obviously we're challenging for top top four, which um, it's not not too bad, obviously, because at one point it looked like we might not, we might just be mid, like maybe even mid table, which worse come to worse, because at one point we were I think we were eighth or ninth in the league, and. It didn't look good at all, but we managed to turn it around. And I would say, yes, I'd say top four is would would be would be pretty would be pretty good, and I'd I'd be very happy with it. Yeah, it just means next season we've got Champions League to look forward to as well. It means that next season we you know we can start afresh and we can get those players back. Van Dijk, hopefully Henderson, um, you know Gomez, Matic, you know sign a couple of new ones and and start again. And I think that if we you know, if we aren't able to make it and it's Europa League, I think everyone will sort of be starting the season a little bit. Not not gloomy, because we'll all be excited and we'll be excited for fans to be back in, but there'll still be the, that, that little thing in your mind that you're not going to watch them in the Champions League again. And 
this this football team, the players playing for it, deserve Champions League football. They're some of the best in the world at the moment. So it'd be a shame if Liverpool weren't in it. But uh, I reckon they're going to do it. You should, you should get over the line you expect to with the, with the two games now. Not that obviously Burnley obviously caused more upset than Beatles, but you'd, you'd expect Burnley and Crystal Palace to be wins, especially at Anfield and Palace, because you're going to have the fans back to you. It's going to be pushed. You're going to be pushing the players more. So you expect Liverpool to win that a game. Obviously, Palace haven't had the best season as well as Burnley, but you expect Liverpool to win them games. But they 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 seem to be Liverpool's banana skins this season because we seem to be to be performing against the big teams and sort of like like slip up really against against the uh, small teams. So it's got to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. The the I think as well the fact that Burnley took the the record from us uh, back in fe- January or February, I think that's that's a little bit of motivation for the players that you know they don't want to be beaten by them twice. And you know if they if they're able to beat them this time, like you say, it takes it to the last game. It takes it to it's Anfield with fans back in. And you know we saw the impact that that two or three thousand can have at Christmas when um, you know they beat Wolves and they beat West. Sorry, yeah, they beat Wolves and the and the um the the one in the last minute against Spurs, but um but you know ten thousand will feel will feel you know much more normal, won't it? Even though it's still only a sort of fifth of the capacity of the the, the stadium, it'll still give them that boost, and and it'll also mean as well that you know if they are able to qualify, they'll all get the. They'll, you know, they'll get the, the the applause from the fans. They'll get the songs. They'll get to they'll get to feel that connection again with the fans, which is something that's been you know massively missed throughout all of this. That and that's one of the, the things that's made me most sad about the pandemic is we never we never got to sing champions to them. We've never we never got really got to celebrate that other than the the lucky sort of two or three thousand at, at Christmas. But um, you know, this time it'd be great to be able to cheer them off the pitch with them having. Um, secured top four and then we can all look forward to next season hopefully with all fans back in yeah exactly Um, so that's the interview so thanks for joining me on the show today Craig really really boss to have you on no worries mate I love the podcast I'll uh, I'll keep listening and uh, and good luck thank you very much I'm joined by Marafa who's a Chelsea fan so thanks for joining the podcast hi Sam I'm honoured to be here Proper, it's proper boss to have you on as well. I've been, been talking a bit, so it's nice to have you on. Um, so talking about Chelsea today, so obviously Chelsea came fourth on the Champions League on the last last game of the season. So what were your expectations for Chelsea's season this time? Um, you mean uh, the Champions League? Yeah, like in the beginning of the beginning of the start of this season, what were your expectations? Like, what do you think was going to happen for Chelsea this season? I think I favoured I us to um, finish top of the table, or maybe first, second. I wasn't expecting too much, but because we just got new players and team chemistry. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so team chemistry and all that, and I thought, okay, I think we could just scrap maybe first or second place, and I was, I was, I was amazed at our um second leg group stage performances, and I thought, okay, yeah, we can go all the way to round of sixteen and see where we go from there. At first, I was, I was, I was, I was startled 
when we got Atletico because I thought they were a really tough team. And then I started watching their games and I figured oh, we, could, we can always divide this, uh, especially when we got to go. And, you know, I just thought we'll, we'll take it one game at a time, one game at a time, and then we'll see where it goes. I thought doing against Real Madrid, I thought when when they got, when we played 1-1, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be tight. This is going to be tight. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting us to win 2-0 in the second leg but since we got since we beat um Porto I fig I figured we had a chance to get to the final I I, I didn't consider us underdogs anymore yeah um obviously with a lot of Chelsea fans expected with the signings uh Werner and like Werner and Ziyech and Havertz and obviously they haven't really hit the ground when they haven't had the best season so far so would obviously with the with them coming into the squad, did you expect them to have a big impact on Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, quite frankly, um, the players we have right now may not play well in small games, but they they want to, you know, have a very big personality in the big games. So I thought, yeah, they could come in and the you know Avers playing as top nine. His older play is really good, and he he's got he's got the strength for a striker. And I thought, okay, good. We have that. We have Timo, who's always running. Oh, uh, his finishing may be bad, very bad, but he's always running, and he keeps um, defenders on their toes. And when a defender has to worry much about Timo, even though he's not that sharp, you just need to worry about him. You, you, it's it's very rare for you to stay focused ninety minutes. So I thought we had a chance in front, and I was quite confident about Ngolo Kante. So. Basically, our signings and Ziyech has, has, has a knack for, you know, stepping up in big games. So, I thought, yeah, we have a chance. We have a chance with our new signings. And I, I knew they were the one who gave us the edge this season in the Champions League. Because, I mean, you know how far we went last season against Bayern Munich. And we faced an equally, you know, strong team in in, um, in person of um, Real Madrid. And, you know, we, we stood towards, towards them. So, uh I really and yeah, Tuchel gave us the edge. I think he's he's been our best signing so far, and I hope he pays off anyway. Because if we don't get top four and we don't, you know, win the Champions League, then it's basically the same. So, yeah, yeah, and obviously around around about Christmas time before Tuchel came in, it didn't go that off for Chelsea. It was um, usually about eight or ninth in the league, and obviously with a legend like Lampard and was it like. Was it, it mustn't have been a nice sight to see like a legend at the club struggling? Oh, it was it was it was it was really heartbreaking to see Lampard struggle, uh, um, in December January. It was really I mean considering our seventeen game unbeaten run, and I I just thought, yeah, you know, it got to that point where he could not manage the the dressing room, and there are some his 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 style. His style could not. He, he wasn't flexible in his approach. So, yeah, I think it was down to his inexperience. I think it was down to his inexperience, and it was really, like had to be Lampard. You know, my favorite. Everybody's easily everybody's favorite. So, yeah, I, I he, he got me biased in my judgment because you know you don't want to go against your legend. You know, but you're seeing the truth, right? So, I, I was heartbroken when I got back from I was in school I was in class that day so when I go back to my hostel it just told me Alampa has been sacked I was like what so heartbroken uh, uh, 
But then I was like, okay, I hope Tuchel comes in and does something great because man, he's going to have he's going to have hell. And you know, he convinced me. Tuchel made me, you know, he, you know, the fact that he got them up and running almost immediately. I mean, I knew this guy has it in him, so uh it kind of it kind of really made me um not bother too much since we gave it coach and it is not all for nothing. So yeah, I was really sad when Lampard left. Yeah, and obviously with um obviously the um that Chelsea have now under um Tuchel has done like incredible. Um probably one of the best best forms in the league. Obviously got in the the champion the Champions League final, which has been a good turnaround and obviously Havertz is performing when is starting to score and ZX starting to perform as well. So what was it like obviously it was obviously you just said it's heartbreaking for Lampard to go, but was it like a breath of fresh air when Tuchel first came in and started in games? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a fresh leaf start, you know. Firstly, it's not about who's managing, it's about what how the team is doing. So if your team's doing fine, you're fine with the coach, you're okay with the coach. So yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. You know, we, we were we were struggling basically. And we were not even playing good football. I remember when we played West Ham and we won three 0 I was sad that was the saddest win I've ever I've ever um, experienced in my life. But, you know, we won, right? We won by a larger goal difference, but we weren't satisfied. We knew we didn't play convincingly well. It just it was just there. We just scored. We just we just won the game. We didn't we didn't win decisively. You see, the Chelsea game under Tuchel, even when they lose, you know, maybe this is um out of um they were unlucky. I'm talking about the Porto match. You no, know, every that one just came in. Uh, spectacular from uh, Taremi. The Porto match. We're talking um five two against uh, West Brom. Red card, you know, those things you can actually make excuses for those losses. But against Lampard, even the wins, you, you're not with Lampard, you, you didn't get the wins convincingly. 1 0 against, oh yeah, we played well, we deserve this. Even against Leicester, VAR, we were able to say, yeah, VAR wasn't, and we could say that we actually played, you know, convincingly well. We were just unlucky. So yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. I, I, I was satisfied. And, yeah, the right yeah, yeah, and obviously over the past, obviously under Tuchel now, the past few games, Chelsea have have just got beat by Arsenal one nil in the FA Cup final. Was was an F, was the FA Cup like a, a a big priority to Chelsea, or was it just like another game really? Oh, it's all uh, come again. Like did the FA Cup the one you just lost against Leicester? Um, was it like? Did you, did Chelsea take the FA Cup? Would Chelsea take the FA Cup like like a serious competition? Yeah, yeah, it's a serious competition. It's the oldest cup in uh, England. Yeah, oldest domestic cup in England. So yeah, it's a big competition, and we are really sad that we lost that final, and not that we lost to a a better team. We lost. So it was VAR versus Chelsea. I don't. Did you see the game? Yeah, yeah, seen it. The um, Chilwell goal. Yeah, yeah, it was on. Yeah, yeah. The goal yeah. Leicester scored was a handball as well. Yeah, yeah, it was hurtful. You see, the Chilwell goal, the freeze frame they used, the ball was already in the air, and I'm thinking 
if you move that freeze frame back, maybe some few milliseconds, the tiwa wouldn't be off. And the ball would be just right at, at the point where Thiago Silva hits the ball. That makes him on. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the hand ball leading to goal. What, I, 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 sincerely, I thought there was no VAR. I was thinking, oh, no VAR. So nobody's going to draw us back. And then all of a sudden, I saw VAR. And I'm like, what? It was a joke, an absolute joke. But that that didn't make me... It's, it's, it's The fact that we, I, I was... I was I was sad that we lost the cup, but I wasn't sad in the way that we lost it because completely uh, bang out of all that. It's not right. But who, who are you going to complain to? You just go, you just have to go with the flow. Against us now, too, there was a handball by Holden and nobody did VR, didn't do nothing. And there yeah. was, I don't, yeah, I, I, I think I saw a session of Tuchel, Tuchel kind of complaining to the um to the referee and he was trying to explain it but it is what it is that's that's Chelsea for you I think we are well, well although we get favored sometimes but we are the least favored club in England at this point so I, I like I like I would like to go with that flow yeah and was you disappointed to lose in the fashion that you did with um the like literally handball against you and the two um Chilwell both being disallowed and obviously with my team Liverpool as well we could say VAR has gone quite against us quite this season obviously earlier on the season against Everton when Mane was penalised for offside when he was blatantly on yeah. the derby yeah. Uh, yeah there's obviously a few others that have gone against us as well but um obviously like you just said there you just got to get on with it and we'll obviously go on and win the next game and just try and work that out and just pick up points yeah, I think uh, to personally, I think to beat VR, you need to be ruthless. You see, you need to score lots of goals. You need to be dominating. You see, they can't cancel a goal that has been scored neatly played. So basically, if Chelsea had actually scored two or three, you know, before those shenanigans happened, they wouldn't have had the way to you know turn the yeah. game around. But so and yeah, I just. It was a it was beautiful this weekend. Although we lost, it was a bad day for it was a bad weekend for Chelsea FC as a whole, men and women. But in football wise, it was a beautiful weekend. Yeah, obviously, been <laughs> a strange season for both Chelsea and Liverpool because they've obviously been wanting yeah. to go for the league title, and Chelsea just lost the FA Cup final, and Liverpool's goalies went and scored a winner like yesterday. Yeah, strange old season. <laughs> um. Obviously, your next game are tomorrow is against Leicester, who's a Champions League rival. So, um, you gotta got obviously gotta that'd be crucial to win that because obviously if you don't get you you don't get top four and you don't win the Champions League, then it's just another campaign in Europa League. So you'd even in just in case you don't win the Champions League, you'd wanna obviously try and qualify for the Champions League group stages automatically, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. That's that's what we we have to earn it. You see, I I, I think we were. I was watching um the match, your match, um your team's match, Liverpool versus West Brom yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, was it on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, it was on Sunday. Yesterday, yeah. Wow. So I was I was my friends were surprised. I was supporting your team. 
And they were thinking, why would I support Liverpool? I said, come on, this is football. If Chelsea want to get to top four and qualify for Champions League, they have to earn it. I can't because of I want my team to get. I mean, we are in the poor position. If we win our match, we are we are, we are still um we are still in the lead position. So why would I want? If Chelsea wants to qualify for top four and Champions League, they need to earn it. If they don't earn it, then they play where they end. That's how it is. You have to be that good to be there. Not based on luck, not based on anything. So, and I don't know, Alison just made my day worthwhile because that last minute header was really something. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that one so, so unexpected as well because uh, literally you put your money on anyone to score a winner. You just wouldn't put the keeper on, would you? Right, yeah. Be a goalie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because he, I saw him, I saw him running, and I'm thinking that most of them were like, why is he going there? Why is he going there? And I'm like, come on, it's the last minute of the game. It shows, I just love the passion. It showed how much he really wanted it. If he didn't get his head on ball or didn't get any attempt from it, I'd still respect him anyway. Alison gets the bats from me every time. I always, con- I always, um, I always um, criticize him because there are sometimes he loses focus, and I didn't like that. But yesterday, right when he stepped up to try and you know go for the corner, showed so much what football is all about. Showed how much he really cared, and I really love that more than anything. The passion—that's what football is about. Yeah. So you see, when he got there, and to, for him to actually get the goal, it was—it was. It was I, I was I was busting into tears when he was talking about you know what he went through with his family and um, how things have been, have been difficult and how John I think he, he said he looked to the bench nobody called him and then I think he said a certain John called him that he should come and go for the corner so he had to run you see you don't just run across the field because of nothing it is the passion for me. There are most goalkeepers. I know it's very common with goalkeepers, but most goalkeepers just watch. They just watch. They're just there. They don't even follow. They don't try to improve. But Alison yesterday won me over 10 times. He made me love football 10 times more yesterday. And that's what football is about, the passion. And I I have to congratulate you for having such a goalkeeper on your team. (laughs) Yeah, been probably one of the best goalkeepers in the world over the past few years, and obviously yeah, that, yeah. that just pops it off yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely mental stuff. And then obviously Chelsea's last few games of the season. Obviously Leicester's just on on their Tuesday. It's not it's not going to be an easy one. And on the last game, last game of the season, it's um who is playing on the last Man City, Man City, Man City. really. No, 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 Man City. Um, I think Aston. No, Aston Villa away. Yeah, yeah I think Aston so. Villa yeah, Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa away. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, Villa's form has uh, not been great on the second half of the season. So you, you, you would just probably fancy Chelsea to be Villa. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea well, Chelsea have to. They have to beat Villa. You see, they just have to because. Uh, it's it's not for Villa. It's bragging right. Qualify for Champions League or not? You just want to win, you know, just to tell you that oh yeah, this is football. You don't do things based on sentiment. So, just you have to win hands down. Just like we won Norwich on the last day last season. So, 
You just have to do it. Uh, but I trust my, I trust the coach and I trust the players to step up. Yeah, and then obviously if you get that cha- Champions League spot, obviously, what would it mean for Chelsea to win the Champions League like in the, the season? How would that be classed as a success of a season? Yeah, yeah, y- yes, yes. That that would be satisfying. That would be you know, I I I I would even forget we lost FA Cup. I would forget. I'd forget. Almost everything because that's like the pinnacle of success of a club. Yeah, right. Although, although, although we weren't fancied in the Champions League, come on, nobody would have guessed. Uh, come on, you guys are not, you're not getting to the final. We got to the final, I mean, and we don't win it. That would be immense, and that would be us telling Man City to try harder. So, yeah, it would be really, it would be. Go down as a very successful season. Yeah, I know because the Champions League is the pinnacle of football, and obviously Chelsea have, have won it once, so they've got that experience of winning it before. Whereas yeah. Man City don't, and they've only really just came into the Champions League category quite recently because of the the money and the owners and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool it's also been quite a strange season because of the um the the European Super League talk. So what was what were you initially thinking when that came out? The European Super League. Uh, 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 is it um actually do you, do you do you do you go to watch your games? Like do you go to watch your I'm, games and time? Yeah, yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So for me, you know, I'm in Nigeria and I don't go, so it would be a different side because I, I won't feel the pain that you guys feel somehow. But I was when I saw that you know it was just for the club to make more money. I thought, okay, I mean, I just want to watch my Chelsea team. So they should play if they can, if the boys can play in those competitions, fine. But I figured how much people who actually go to watch the game, you know, on the ground, you know, at the stadiums, how much, how bad it, it meant. And I thought, okay, fine, I just have to be neutral here. I, I don't really have much say. So, but for me, I thought, okay, if they want, fine. If they don't, fine. I just want to watch my team. I just love my team. So I was really not... I was on. I had to be on the side of the people because the people didn't want it. So, yeah. And obviously, you must have seen the protests that, that followed outside Stanford. Yep, 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 yep. I saw, I saw what it meant to people and, you know, what it meant to the players alike. So, and what it meant to Roman because I think it was really... I I I heard he was he was mad at the staff or he was just really mad that you know that something like that disrupted the fans and he just wanted out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it would have been obviously it would have been a sh- a shame for it to go ahead obviously because. Chelsea, the, the the history they've had since 1905, and be thrown away into a money league, it would have been a shame. Chelsea in the Champions League final. Um, so what are you what are you thinking going into that game, the Champions League final? I think it's a pretty good title win, City team. Yeah, well, I I I keep saying what I'm saying. My my faith right now, what makes me feel we can do. Uh, we can achieve greater things. Is based on the coach. You know, I feel he's is quite a genius. Genius. So if the players play his tactics to the book, 
I think we'll be fine. And I think he is is you know when you're too, when you're good, there are sometimes you begin. It is you against yourself. There are sometimes you you do something and then after you feel oh I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Overthinking. And I thought that was what really cost him the last two games that we lost. You know some few things that he didn't handle. So. But going into the game against Man City, I feel it's going to be Tukel versus Guardiola. So whoever gets his tactics right, and I hope it won't be down to luck. And if it's down to luck, I hope it will be for us. Because I really do not know. But I fancy, I think it's a 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance. I don't see edging it closely. Yeah. Obviously, with another thing which is a big factor in Chelsea maybe beating City is that Tuchel's already played Guardiola twice this season and, and they've beat him twice, so that probably gives Chelsea fans a bit more of a lift as well going into the game. Yeah, well, no, not me. Not me. Not me. Yeah, because this is football. It lost, it, I, could, I, could, I could be losing to you in friendlies. And then it gets to the big stage and you win. So, uh, the, uh, that doesn't, uh, if I were to kill, if I was close to kill, I'll tell him, you know what, forget about what happened or whether you won those two matches. Just pay attention to your tactics and do you. Just mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Don't make it, don't ever think, oh yeah, I have the edge. So, because, come on, when you think you're high and mighty, that's when something drops you down. So, basically, I've even forgotten we beat them twice this season. Yeah? Twice? Yeah. yeah. We beat them twice this season, close, um, I think in two, in two weeks. So I don't care. This is a Champions League game. So they should just take it as it is and try to win it without thinking, oh, yeah, they beat them last week. Nah. That, that, doesn't have, that doesn't add up in football. You just have to do what you have to do and get your win. Don't think about how you've been beating them. Yeah, obviously winning the Champions League, like you've just said, you said before, it's like the pin, the pin, basically the pinnacle of the football game. So, what does it mean as a Chelsea fan to win the Champions League? Ah, first of all, it will give me a bragging right. You know, my friends, my folks on Twitter, on here in school. Ah. I think I'll go days. I've been talking about it for years. So I think I would have the edge in, in nine months, you know, talking about football. I'm like, oh, we won the Champions League. We won the Champions League. So those things, I think ah, it would be nice. You know, it's been a while since 2012. Uh, 2012, I was still young. I didn't have a lot of tips to talk to brag about my Champions League going about. So... This would be very nice to win the Champions League right now. Yeah, it's mean a lot. It's mean a lot to all Chelsea fans. So, um, so good luck to Chelsea for the rest of the season, and thanks for joining the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Joseph. Very, very nice to have you on. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And since unfortunately there were no Leicester City fans to be able to speak to me i am going to talk about um leicester city so last season they 
came fifth in the table. Obviously, they were in the Champions League spot for the majority of last season. Unfortunately, they missed out on the final day with a 2-0 defeat at home against Manchester United. But it was the, the, the form after lockdown which really done it for Leicester. Obviously, the early early form in the season just before lockdown, Leicester were amazing. Obviously, that 9-0 win away at Southampton um, was a brilliant win. But obviously, the second, the second half of that last season was very, very poor from Leicester. But I think Leicester's expectations, I don't think they thought, or maybe they did, but I've seen a lot of people predicting Leicester for this season to finish with eighth or ninth in the table, like a drop, a really big drop off from uh, from last season, and um, I think a lot, probably a lot of Leicester fans' would, expectations was Champions League football, and I was reading a stat the other day, which was Leicester saying. Two hundred and thirty-seven days, thirty game weeks out of thirty-seven, Leicester have been in the Champions League, and obviously they're not. Unfortunately, they are not in it at the moment. Um, and then the early form of the season, like I said, is was uh, was obviously really good. At one point, Leicester beat Chelsea two 0 at home to go top of the table in in February or late January, and um, look like the. They might do it again. Might do Champions League again, but um, obviously, um, the second obviously the form lately has not been not been great. Obviously, winning the FA Cup with the Telemans with the Telemans goal was fantastic. Um, first ever FA Cup win for Leicester, so fantastic achievement for them. But um, it was um controversial that game to say the least. To be fair, the um. Apparently, the most people were saying that the Leicester Telemans goal shouldn't have counted um, with the handball from Jose Perez and um, the Chilwell goal, which um, people say it wasn't offside. I think it was. I think it wasn't offside. I thought it was onside, to be honest. But um, mostly for Leicester City and for Brendan Rodgers, obviously being a former Liverpool manager and I'm a Liverpool fan, I was, uh, I was absolutely delighted for him. I was very happy for him. And... Um, yeah, I mean, um, so their final game in the season is away is at home against Tottenham Hotspur. Their home form for this season, Leicester's not being as good as the away form. So I do see, obviously, Leicester are going to have to go for it now and hope either Liverpool or Chelsea drop points in either of their games. So I'm going to go for Leicester 2-1 win and... I don't know. Obviously, for Liverpool, obviously, I want us to win on the final day because the Palace. But uh, you never know what can happen because it's the Premier League. I mean, you might see I see Villa come out and win, and Leicester and Liverpool win. So maybe Chelsea wouldn't get top four then. But um, I would try, I would like to see a team like Leicester in the top four since they're like an underdog really. So uh, we just have to see what happens on the um, on the final day. So. Obviously, since unfortunately there was no representative available for Leicester, I will, I will have to. Um, it's the best you'll be able to do with me. But um, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and thanks for listening.